0: so one of my favorite things with um yourself as a person i've met you a couple of times i believe um and it's been proven in the five minutes we've seen each other today. It's just, you have such a mild manner. You're, you seem like such a calm, relaxing person to be around. Do you ever panic? Are you, are you the kind of person that panics? Cause you don't seem like you would be.
1: Um, generally I am a very calm person laid yeah. back. Um, it's very, um, noticeable with me cause other people have mentioned that. Yeah. And, um, don't really panic. Um, the, although when it comes to photography, <laughs> yeah. When I first um, started um, photographing families, I must say that made me panic. <laughs> right? How come? You never know what you're going to get right. um, coming through the door. And um, I have a home studio. So,
0: so, were you panicking before the shoot started? Like about what what the situation was going to be, or was it when you were in the situation, like actually shooting?
1: Of both, but I would say my heart was definitely racing. Probably, you know, five minutes before the shoot, right? Um, you can literally see the family walk up to the studio, right? You know, screaming kids, um, <laughs> dad that looks like he doesn't want to be there, right? <laughs> that yeah. sort of thing, yeah. So, um, generally, I before I got into photography, I would say I was a very quiet person, um, yeah. And um, I've had to change myself because when you get a family come through the doors um, and uh, you need to get them into the mood of the shoot or you're just not going to get the shots. Um, right. So, you know, you have to be um, jokey. Um, you have to be quite um, loud to get them into the, into the mood of the yeah, shoot. You yes, uh, have to set your
0: authority through volume. Exactly. And I was
1: never like that. I never thought that I could um, be that person. Um, yeah. But I wanted to try the photography. I wanted to try and photograph families. So I had to change as a person. And the more i done it, the more relaxed I got um, after every shoot. Don't yeah. get me wrong, not every shoot was perfect. But um, I learned from my mistakes. And yeah. um, now as a person, I think I'm uh, completely different. Um definitely a lot more um, open, probably more approachable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so
0: what yeah. was the instigator though for you being interested in photography? Like, was there like a specific photographer you liked, or was someone in your family in photography?
1: Um, what really inspired me was my uh, trips to India. Um, so, yeah. my family is from an Indian origin. Um, yeah. So, I'm um, Indian. I was born in England, so half and half, right? Um, but my mum actually had some land in india and she decided that she wanted to build a house there so this is probably 10 years ago she asked for my help and um so you know just with the legal side of things um and uh documentation and finding builders out there and all that sort of um, stuff so yeah i started traveling to india quite frequently and i'm not sure if you've been to I, india. Haven't, no. I haven't no so it's on my list As a photographer, it's a place you need to go to. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The house that um, we were actually building was in Goa. Um, So Goa is more of a known for its beaches, laid back vibe. Right. But uh, I never used to fly directly into Goa. We always used to fly into Mumbai and Mumbai is like a city. Yeah. So um, I always used to spend three or four days in Mumbai and I loved it. It's um, as soon as you step outside the hotel, it's everywhere you look is a picture. Right. And the first time um I went there to Mumbai, I actually um remember sitting on the plane when on, on my journey home thinking about all these things I have seen on the streets. And um that's what inspired me to actually get into photography and buy a camera. Yeah. So um on my second trip, um I actually went out there with a DSLR camera. I didn't know how to use it. <laughs> um and uh, I just uh, had a, I think it was something like an 18 to 55 kit lens on right. it. And uh, I was just walking around the streets, had the camera in auto, and I was just firing away, taking snapshots here and there, and um, I was enjoying it. Um, and when I got home and I looked at the photographs after that trip, um, the results weren't good because uh, <laughs> like I say, the camera was in auto and right. um, a lot of the images, I think probably 60, 70% of the images were um, blurry, you know, with a shutter and so that's when I actually decided, look, um, I need to um, really start looking into learning about photography, how a camera works.
0: Yeah. So genre wise, was it, was it like the street aspect of, of, India that you liked
1: it was a street um side of it, which I liked, but um it was just different scenes on the street I mean you you can look in one place and you'll see you know people cooking on the streets right. um living on the streets, and then over there you'd see a cow standing in the middle of the street <laughs> and somebody trying to move it trying to get the traffic to flow. You know, it's chaos. Yeah, it was yeah. chaos. So Mumbai has uh, is quite diverse. It has a um, business side, a wealthy side, and then you have um, your more poorer side. It's yeah. a lot of culture there. Yeah. So it's more the culture side of it. Well, it on might... a
0: cultural level, what's the attitude towards photography? Do people mind having their picture taken?
1: Um, I, Um With all my experience, I've always found that um the people on the streets um i don't it doesn't really matter where you go i think i've been to quite a few countries and i do like shooting on the streets yeah. and i do find the people that haven't got the money and um are more sort of carefree living on the streets they don't mind you taking their picture you yeah know? and when you've got somebody who's you know um in a rush or under stress normally the high-end type people yeah. and you know they're not really approachable but generally i've always found with my experience if you approach somebody um and uh calmly yeah and ask them uh you know if they say no that's fine you just that's where your personality is coming in
0: so handy because you've got that like non-aggressive way about you that that's going to be so nice i think that's one place i would struggle and like i'm sort of embarking on a bit of a street photography project at the moment is that I look like every single photo fit off of crime watch. Okay. (laughs) So when I'm going near people, I think there's a lot of people that are a bit like, what's this guy up to? Yeah. Um, And I've got to try and find a way to soften my look. I've even thought about like stupid stuff. Like this is genuinely true. I was looking the other day at like uh, reading glasses, but like really mild ones or even clear frame glasses, just so I look a little bit more relaxed and like, not so much. The problem is I've got the big beard and I've got like the shaved head and I don't know I just think sometimes I I I've noticed especially since I started shaving my head there are places where I'll be taking pictures and I almost get people like who's that guy? What's he up to?
1: Yeah, I think um a lot of it's down to practice. Um you I mean my normal approach is if I like the look of something or someone I will um, first of all go over there with a compliment and say, you know, you look really cool, right? Um, right, I'm a photographer, um, I'd really like to take a picture of you. And nine out of ten times, with my experience, they normally say, Yeah, you know, go ahead, that's uh, pretty good, that's a yeah. pretty good ratio, yeah. So, I mean, going back to your original question, um, what inspired me, um, so like I say, it was the going to my going to India and those trips, but when I been maybe three, four times I came back and I started going through all the images I had taken. I started noticing that a lot of the pictures I was taking was actually of faces. Right. <laughs> you know, and um, you were being people, drawn to the people, people. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was. Uh, maybe it was just um, the people on the streets or we're all smiling and, you know, easy to photograph. Um, but there was definitely a draw towards, uh, people, and that's really um, what um, made my decision to pursue my uh, portrait photography more.
0: yeah, and so your one of the, one of the things that really stands out about your work, and I'm a big fan um is your ability to convey expression. I think a lot of people focus on either geometry, like they focus on like is the person without wanting to be too sort of crass but like just quote unquote good looking and they're not really after that once they've hit that hurdle that's it they don't nothing else gets tried your stuff feels like there's a real connection between the subject and and the camera therefore me because I'm the one viewing the image what's it like when you're doing a photo session is it you know do you start shooting straight away do you sort of have a chat beforehand Do you have um, like a lot of pre-production where you're showing the mood boards or anything like that? What goes into a typical portrait shoot?
1: My um, portrait shoot, um, well, first of all, what I'd like to say is I particularly like strong portraits Mm -hmm. and I always have liked strong portraits. Um, I normally like portraits where the subject is looking directly straight on, head on at the camera. Yeah. But um, as um, finding people. I do look for certain people now, um, right. you know, um, there's a certain style and a certain type of person, which I look to photograph on my portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started getting into portrait photography, you know, we all have to practice. We all have to learn. So, um, the margins weren't as tight, Yeah. but now, um, as I've uh, become more experienced, there is a certain look that I'm uh, looking for, but So what I would generally do if there's a um, model that I would like to work with, um, I will contact the model and um, I will will now basically give them a list of things that I'd like to do in the shoot. Um, And obviously the makeup is very important if you're working with a female. Um, But regards to makeup, um, I find simple is best yeah, with the sort of images I produce, I've um, learned from mistakes, um, and I think um, some models, from my experience, everybody sees themselves differently, and maybe they think they look very nice in makeup, a lot of makeup. But yeah. me personally, <laughs> I prefer it when they don't, you know, wear too much makeup. I like seeing the real person. Yeah, um, and you do find a lot of. Um, Models, they um, actually advertise themselves as MUAs. Um, Right. Okay. So, you know, I do my makeup to a very high level um, and I can do my hair to a very good level. Um, But um, I have had um, experiences where the makeup in my thoughts has not been done to a very good level. Right. Uh, So I would rather just say to a model, you know, just to keep it natural, non-reflective, and um simple
0: something i've i struggled with for the longest time was the relationship when you have a photographer model and a makeup artist because so many models have like a way they like to look and that might not be appropriate for the shoot that you've got at hand and you know you can as a photographer you can convey to the makeup artist what you're looking for but you get so much pushback from models some models not all models obviously but you get so much pushback because they have a way they like to look and it's sometimes it's it's weird that you have to almost talk to a model and let them know that they are a model and not this isn't like you know a, a personal session for you like i've been in situations where models are getting paid but they want to dictate the way that they will be sort of styled and it's like that's very narrow thinking because you're there to convey someone else's message. Same as if I'm hired as a photographer, I might want to shoot something a different way, but I can't like step on a client and say, yeah, well, no, that th- we're doing it this way because that's what I like to do. It's it's just a very strange um, dynamic. I know what you mean, especially looking at your work with like the lesser makeup, like that more raw um, look to the, to the people. Do you find a lot of differences when you're photographing men to women? in terms of the way that you direct
1: men um i mean if you're working with women um, if it's a model obviously she's experienced Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the men that i've worked with are not models they're people that i've seen on the street Mm -hmm. or um you know i've met and i've just said to them look you got a cool look about you do you mind coming to my studio i'd really like to take a portrait of you so um they don't really know what to expect. You know, you can just tell them to, um, you know, wear the clothes that you want want them to wear yeah. and um, maybe make a few adjustments to their hair. But uh, generally with men, you know, they don't um, wear makeup yeah. and stuff like that. So there's not a lot that I do really tell them. If I just like the look of somebody, I will go with that. And it's, main, it's always just been fine adjustments. Um, yeah. Not, um, you know anything to involve
0: when you're when you're approaching someone that you so you see someone on you're out and about and you see someone that you'd like to photograph so you go over you compliment them and then you say I'd love to do like a photo session with you is that is that your your approach it's, or do you direct uh, them to like your work and then sort of go from there
1: if i um meet somebody say if i walk past somebody on the street and i want to do a studio portrait I will not say it's a session for a start. I normally just say, I just like to take a, an image of you. You know, it's going to take 10 minutes. Yeah. I'll have everything set up. You know, would you mind? And, um, you know, generally they're pretty happy. I think they're probably overwhelmed. <laughs> right. You know, they've been approached and um, yeah, so that's that's the way I do it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Because I think a lot a barrier for a lot of people is that initial approach like to ha- to go up to someone when you're a photographer. I think a lot of photographers kind of come in as a bit of an introvert and then to have to approach someone and be like, I want to take your picture can be a bit of a scary sort of side of, of, of things for people. Um, I, I one thing I really want to get to with you, which is, um, you're perfect for this is why film? Why do you like film?
1: Why film? <clears throat> well, um, As a person, I've always liked old things. You know, I always like um, vintage retro things. You know, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I wouldn't go out and buy a brand new Porsche 911. I'd look for a classic one. Right, I I just like old things, and I love old cameras. Yeah, and uh, I love the look of film. You know, uh, it's um, something quite unique about Mm -hmm. it. I know you can get film looks with modern cameras, but mm. I, it's never the same. No. And, um, I think you're more engaged to what you're shooting. You know, you think about what you're shooting. You l- think about the lighting, mm-hmm. um, because I normally shoot when I do shoot film. Um, and it's not that often, but, um, you know, it's normally 35 mil and you're having to pay for the roller of film. Then you're having to pay. I never developed myself, although I have, um developed one role myself i've been right. with, i want to do a bit, bit more of that um this year and um so develop developing costs you know you're looking at 20 pounds um maybe a bit more and yeah um so you have to think about what you're doing but i also get an excitement of um seeing what i'm going to get back you know that weighing you know is I think is a,
0: a little bit of the delayed gratification.
1: Exactly. It's um, like an addiction. And I must say the images that probably mean the most to me are um, the ones that I've taken on film. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you think you, I mean, you obviously, you're aware of the cost. you think you slow down in your, in your sort of, um, in the way that you execute because you're like, every frame has to be considered. Does that slow you down quite a bit?
1: It, um, yes. I mean, if there's something, um, I want to shoot, um, I do think about it more. You right. Know? Um, so if it's something static, you know, if the light's not right at that time, I will come back to take the shot. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. so yes. It, not just
0: waste a, a, a roll of film or, yeah, a, or a, frame on.
1: I've, uh, trust me, I've been through, a enough rolls of film to know <laughs> um, when to, uh, when to actually not yeah. just, um, you know, take the shot. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So
0: I remember going back about six, five, well, I don't know, maybe seven years time flies. Um, and I picked up a, a Canon AE one was a 50 mil, the one that everyone's who's ever had a Canon film camera. They've had the AE one or some version of it. And Every shoot that I did that was like a digital shoot when I was learning, I would also do one roll of film for each one of those. Um, and my way of 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 doing it was basically to expect I was going to completely fuck up the whole roll of film. And I just hoped for one. So I'd get all my exposure in place, but then I would shoot essentially 36 of the same frame with very slight changes. Really? In, <laughs> seriously, in the hope that I would just get something. And then as I started to actually get a fairly decent hit rate with it, I didn't change that. And I realized after about five or six rolls of film of this, of this, like I'd started off where I'd maybe get one image that was good from 36. And then it was like three. And then I got to the point where there was like 10 images and I was like, but now I've just got 10 of the same image. Like I need to be more trusting in what I'm doing with the camera Because I'm just wasting so much film to get like essentially one usable photo and nine photos that, okay, they're great, but they're like, there's nowhere for them because they look like the other one. Um, I I don't know. How do you build up that trust when you're shooting film?
1: Um, My ratio is getting better now, I must say. Um, I think you just have to carry on doing it and um, keep practicing. Yeah. I've had a lot of film cameras um, and, You know, you you really need to learn the camera which suits you best and you know is going to produce the images with old cameras. You get things like light seals, um, you know, which let in more light when they deteriorated. And you just need to find a camera that works um, for your needs to start with and um, just keep practicing. Yeah, I mean, I I did mention to you that I have um, developed a roll of film. And um, this was actually with a retired uh, photographer who showed me how to do it. Right. And um, he um, was a professional wedding photographer. Okay. So he used to shoot his weddings on film. And the that's scary it. days. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the same conversation I said, how 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 did you trust, you, you know, you, that the images were going to come out, you know, I wouldn't be sleeping. If yeah, you know, yeah. It? And he said the same thing to me. You know, first of all, you have to have the Camera that you can trust and the equipment, and then you know, once you've got that set, then you know it's just basically what you're doing that yeah. um, you need to improve on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but that's amazing, you know, just shooting a whole wedding on film.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I've there's a lot of wedding photographers that I've followed over the years that have been have shot on film, and I love their work. I mean, I just can't imagine putting myself through that stress. I would be like there would need to be a dark room next door to the ceremony. Mm-hmm. So I could just be handing rolls of film off to be hundred percent sure that stuff's coming out. Mm-hmm. I would be terrified. I could not imagine I couldn't I I especially couldn't imagine manual focus film shooting a wedding. I just I that's terrifying. That's a terrifying thought. And I think that probably exposes my complete lack of skill. Mm-hmm. Um when it comes to film cameras what 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 are your sort of favorites
1: um i do like the canon ae1 okay. um so i've got a bit of an addiction with cameras mm-hmm. <laughs> old cameras yeah. so i've um actually went through um a stage of um going to um charity shops and um you know like uh, retro sort of markets yeah. and i would buy um cameras um, film 35mm cameras, and I would um, take them home if they weren't working. See if I could just um, fix them. You know, maybe uh, clean them up, etc. Do the light seals on them, Yeah. Um, and then I'd go out and shoot a roll of film. And um, I've never really stuck with one particular camera for my film work. Yeah, and um, the Canon AE one actually is uh, one of my favourite uh, yeah. cameras that I've used.
0: Have you ever? Dived into like medium format film?
1: No, I haven't. Um, I must say, I have thought about it. Yeah. Um, But uh, again, it's, um, I know the medium format camera is a lot more expensive to buy.
0: Um, Yeah, I I had, um, for a short while, I was loaned a Hasselblad 500C. um, And it's just the most incredible experience. Like the sound of the shutter is insane and the view through the, through the, like the look down viewfinder and everything is amazing and uh, the first roll of film I shot through that um I was so excited and I had so I get in shot um an actor's headshots out in a, um out in the park sunny day really really nice setup got some really nice digital stuff and I was like I'm going to try it I'm loving everything about this so we get out we shoot the whole way through get back in he leaves and then I'm like oh fuck that was ISO 400 no no, <laughs> and I've shot it as if it's one hundred, and I was just so irritated with myself, like I was so caught up in the use of the camera that I wasn't actually checking anything that I was doing um something I'd love to do more of like i'd love to i i mean I really like the eos three for um it has the best sounding shutter in the world it's just it's so ridiculous it's like the sound you know when you get the exhausts that people put on like Clio's or Ford Fiestas yeah. to try and make it sound loud. The EOS three has this shutter that just sounds like it's trying to be bigger than what it is. Um, and I'd love to shoot more film, but my main problem would be I, at the moment don't trust myself enough with the subjects that I would want to shoot to be able to do that. That's, that's be the main thing. So I'd have to build up the trust, but to build up the trust with film, you have to shoot. So it's kind of a catch 22 for me um with uh sort of circling back on portraiture for a bit um when it comes to like your directing style so you're working with someone that's new to being in front of your um camera or in front of anyone's camera really other than their own phone how do you how do you direct them what's like you know do, do you give like quite technical ways of them moving or do you kind of just talk to them and shoot as you're talking and see what works what's what's your what's your approach
1: generally um i'd like to give direction yeah and uh, the reason for um this is because i um like to shoot at a slow pace right i'm not a rapid shooter um i've um when i first started taking portraits i was you know just clicking away and i think i was spending more time on the computer going through the images and i slowly well, not slowly, but learned quite fast that I'm better off taking time and um, giving a bit of direction. Yeah. So if I'm working with somebody, let's say if I'm working with a model, I will say to her, there's a couple of shots I've got in my head that I want. And um, then I just want you to do, um, you know, maybe 20 variations of you moving your head, you know, turning right. your head, et cetera, changing your body position. So um in one set, um, I'll make sure I've got the shot that I want in the bag. Yeah. Um and, you know, if there is something that I'm not happy with, you know, maybe like some of the hair's out of place or the, you know, shirt collar or something is not right, I will ask them if they can make an adjustment. I'd get and then I'll just move on and just do another 20 30 shots right. um, but um yeah i mean when i actually work with a model i will um already have something in my head of what i want to do um i don't just um you know hire somebody and uh, just uh, hope, hope for yeah, the best yeah. yeah and um the other thing i think about quite a bit is uh, my lighting so i will we'll look at the um images um of the model um, on our portfolio to see um, how she's been lit before. Right. And all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah.
0: So- my, my thing when I'm looking at new people to work with um, is I look at hands. Because I think you can tell a lot with how comfortable someone is in front of a camera by their hands. Um, I've got a big hatred for like claws. You know, when they're like hands through their hair, but it looks like they're trying to pull their hair out or... Um, it just it just feels like you can have like the most aesthetically great shot. But if the hands look a little bit awkward to me, it just jumps out as if it's like one photo, you could probably cast it off as being like she wasn't comfortable with the photographer or it was a bad moment or something like that. But usually it's a pretty good indicator of how good someone is in front of a camera. Um, most people are so focused on like their hair and their like their back posture and stuff that their hands kind of go a little bit unnoticed. And that's where I see the issues.
1: Yeah, I uh, totally agree with you. Um, that's um, something that I'm always looking at as well. And yeah. I must say, I do say, I mean, generally my shots are um, head and shoulders. Um, yeah. But um, when I'm doing a three-quarter length, the first thing that does come into my my, my mind is the hands. And yeah. I will say to the model, I'll, you know, maybe just tuck your hands in, into your tr- jeans or something. Or, yeah you know, just change, make them look a bit more relaxed. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny you say that because it's one of the first things I look at in an image as well. I, yeah. I don't know what draws me to the hands, but...
0: I, I don't know is. why. I don't really know where that started with me. I just, I kept thinking, like, I think it was just noticing through shoots that I had done where there were models that weren't particularly experienced. And then when I was reviewing images, I was like, there's a lot of these that are no good because of the hands. And then... I think maybe the penny dropped for me. And then when I'm looking for new people to work with, I was just like, let's see how comfortable they are in front of a camera. And you can't be there on the shoot. So you're kind of looking for little tells within the image itself.
1: Yeah. I must say I actually started um, going through a stage where I was getting uh, a bit too particular about things like um, hands, hair, clothes. um, And um, I think I've had to change myself a bit. Right. Um, I can't always expect everything to be perfect. You know, yeah. there was images that I was... Um,
0: How did you know you were going a bit overboard with it, though?
1: Because uh, one of my friends, he's um, a model, a male model. right? And um, he actually said to me, you know, it's a bit off-putting you <laughs> saying uh, to me I all see. the time that, um, you know, sometimes, you know, he was reviewing the images and um, he said as we were going through the images, he said, you know, sometimes you go a bit over the top saying, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. Right. Sometimes you need to get a few images just going, you know, with the flow.
0: Right. And just to kind of build up a little bit of momentum. Yeah. So this
1: was um, probably going back a few years. And um, with me, um, with anything I do, is not just photography. Um, so my, my main job is actually um, – in a full time job as a proofreader so photography is a part time
0: um so what do you proofread sorry i've never heard of someone doing proofreading as a job what do you proofread
1: so i have a engineering background um and um i started off as a technician for uh, volkswagen um right. and uh, then i went on to um work on light aircraft bloody hell um, yeah then i went to work on a work at heathrow um for virgin atlantic um okay in I fly. if it makes sense yeah. that's who i fly with so, so that's good i'm quite particular with certain things that's the point i'm trying ah, to make I see. I so see you that's... can see from my background yeah uh, coming from an engine engineering background um things had to be perfect and with the proofreading now that i'm doing on proofreading technical documents yeah. for an automotive company so i see you know um and it has to be correct um, right because other people are relying on this information so is and,
0: photography a good break from that in the sense of like it's a different kind of visual
1: the photography is definitely um a nice break you know yeah. um, from from all that side the engineering side and the proofreading it does relieve stress yeah um, my dad's
0: just, my dad's quite creative and yeah. um he's also got like an engineering background and he was a toolmaker for a while actually has a lot in common with you because yeah. uh, he was born and grew up in west london Okay. So there's actually quite a lot of links. Oh, right, um, Okay. You, you two would get on like a house of ice. That's the right. wrong person doing this podcast. <laughs> um, But I, I see quite, especially as a kid, I saw quite a lot that he would sort of take the, I don't want to say the stress, but like the, yeah, I guess the stress of like being very particular in your job yeah. and then bring that over in, in his spare time he would want to do something kind of creative and something that was a different visual stimulation and something that was just I don't know it's just a you need like a yang to to the yin of, of doing something that's so precise and
1: exactly yes and you can cut yourself up overthinking things. Oh absolutely and yeah I've got to a stage where I was doing that um and I had to change myself and um which I now i'm a lot more relaxed but um you know coming back to the original conversation i think that's um basically why i was like that my upbringing through my work history has been you no know, that's got to be correct it's got to be done properly right. and i carried that over to my photography i do like images which are very clean you know i do like portraits which are tidy i know um, a lot of fashion photographers they like the head you know, being scrunched up and, yeah. you know, that sort of look. But me, a portrait, to me, my perfect portrait is um, clothes looking neat, hair looking neat, you know, um, and uh, a very strong look. I like um, looking at Victorian portraits. Okay. You know, um, they're very sort of posed. You know, the hair is um, done properly, the clothes, yeah. everything. So, yeah. Um no, that's just to give you an idea of
0: what's, um, what, so in terms of influence, is there, is there particular photographers that really influence your work now?
1: Um, I do get asked this question quite a bit. There's at the moment, there's one photographer. Um, I really, really like his work and mm. that's, um, Phil Sharp.
0: Oh, um, do you know what? It's literally it's, on the front of my head. I was going to bring it up. I So basically <laughs> when you do these podcasts, yeah. You have to listen, but you've also got to think like, what's the next thing? What's the connective? Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to recommend a guy to you called Phil Sharp, really? who I've been following lately, who has very similar work to you. So yeah. that's, that's really cool. Okay. So why do you like Phil? Uh,
1: first of all, it's nice to hear that you think my work is similar, but yeah, yeah. isn't me personally. I don't think.
0: Oh, I, I definitely see a similarity.
1: Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's good to hear. I just, uh, I think going back to what I originally said to you is that I like strong looks. Yep. I like uncomplicated images. Yeah. And um I think he he just nails it every time. Yeah, he's got a very
0: it's like a very um not too to overuse the as you said raw, but a very honest portrait as well. I think he tends to you get a lot of personality from very little bells and whistles in his images. Like it's just a person and a backdrop, but you get a lot of personality from the expression and the way that he's kind of approached him with the camera. Um, which I find amazing. I, I really like his work. He's pushing me to, just not him personally, but his work is pushing me to want to pick up a medium format yeah, because I love right. the look of his work.
1: I think he's using the Fuji system. Yeah, this is
0: what I'm thinking about, trying to convince Jamila to buy me as a 30-second birthday present. Okay. Um, I think I guilt her enough, hopefully, into, probably not, to be fair, but hopefully um, one day it's something that I could pick up. I mean, I, I see a lot of, like, I see a lot of like Peter Lindbergh in his work as well in the sense of Peter Lindbergh photographed a lot of people that had a lot of importance in terms of celebrity. But yeah. it felt like it was the person, not the character that they play in the public eye okay. when he photographed people. And I think with with um, Phil Sharp's work, it's a similar sort of thing. It's like you see, you see the person almost through through any of the styling of the image.
1: Yeah, it's quite difficult because um you like his work i like his work but if you showed those images to somebody random on the street oh, yeah or you yeah know, i think it'd um, be a yeah. hard sell for some yeah. people to understand why um, it's good you know i think the first thing you'd uh, probably get back is uh, why aren't they smiling
0: yeah or, yeah, you know, yeah
1: and um, i've had that with my images um, where um i've had um, you know a family member come up to me and say, oh, your portraits are really nice, but how come they're never smiling? (laughs) And, um, yeah. Um, so it doesn't really appeal to everybody, but I think, um, portrait photographers, um, you know, they can really sort of appreciate that type of work. It's looking at it from a different angle. And, um, like you say, the, it's actually trying to get that sort of expression, that uh, your subject um you know it it's what am i trying to say um you're looking for a certain thing in that person's eyes when you're trying to capture that shot yeah and and that expression and it's it's difficult to do um because i have had subjects like well what do you actually want me to do you just want me to look at the camera
0: yeah (laughs) you know yeah and and you can get like i've had issues in the past when i've done headshot sessions where if you haven't given them something to do Especially I find actors, um, it takes a little bit of talking around. I mean, a better actor will know, but like maybe like less experienced actors will be like, they need a motivation yes. and you kind of, if you're doing like a head and shoulders shot and they're like, I need to do something with my hands or I need to feel like I'm doing something here. I don't feel like I'm doing anything. It's like, yeah, but we're... We're trying to find that one moment in like in the expression that's going to be the shot. I find with weddings, I don't care how I get to the shot that I want. So I have pictures that I've had people book me and they, they've they said I've had like new clients that sent me photos I've taken in the past and it's off my website. They're like, we love this photo. They are. Th- this is such a lovely photo. They look like they're so in love and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Yeah. I mean we were just pissing about like I was trying to be like rude, not not rude rude you know, like wedding rude, you're trying to be like you're trying to get a reaction, you're trying to get like a tone and um like you make something super serious and then you pull the rug out, you subvert the expectation with the with the couple, and then they they react to the awkwardness kind of being diffused, and that's when you get those really nice moments if you I find if you stand there with someone and you're like look into each other's eyes, think about your future together like they especially like uh-huh. english people they're so cynical that they'll just be like why yeah you know so it's to me it's it's almost like half the fun of photography is just trying to find a way to get to that expression yeah to kind of force their hand into enjoying themselves or into with portraits there can be times where it's quite fun to sort of push a couple of buttons and just see what kind of mood you can get out of people Um, especially like I find it's quite fun these days with everything being political. It's always fun to just randomly throw something political in as you're taking a picture yeah, and just see what you kind of get back. Um, I I have to ask, I, I, it feels like it's a wasted question because you've got such a cool body of work and I'm not a big fan of like talking gear generally, but what are you using, um, camera wise for like digital stuff?
1: Okay. Um, That's a good question because I've just changed my camera. Oh no! (laughs) Um, Well, it's um, not a big change. Um, So, I've um, for my professional work, I've mainly used um, Nikon and um, the Nikon D750. um, Yeah,
0: best camera in the world.
1: Yeah. So I photograph a lot of um, leisure centres. I Mm -hmm. photograph families. I photographed children. I photographed um, the portraits, and that camera has you know just been great for everything it's a proper workhorse camera yep. and um, it's never let me down so um i've actually just bought myself a nikon df uh, which is ah oh, the cool retro
0: one that's right yeah, yes yeah.
1: and um i also have a fujifilm um xt2 okay so i'm going to tell you a little story now oh no <laughs> okay so 2 years ago mm-hmm. um I I suffer with um, sciatica, so I have uh, like a trapped nerve in my neck yep. um, and it's under control. Um, so it doesn't affect me every day. But if I'm in a long shoot um, or if I'm, you know, holding a camera for more than, say, three, four hours, something like a Nikon um, a D750, I do start to feel the pain coming into my fingers. Um, right. So... I, um, two years ago, I decided to sell all my Nikon stuff and, um, I went to Fuji. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've had a Fuji camera for five years. Um, and, uh, the first Fuji camera I had was an XE one, which is a yep. small camera, which yep. I just used to use for travel street. And I really like the JPEG images that used to come out of that um, system. So then I started experimenting with it and, um, I started to use it um, for little jobs that I had. And um, I thought, that's it. I'm getting rid of my Nikon stuff. And um, I basically sold everything. I went and brought uh, two Fuji X-T2 bodies, um, some lenses. And um, after three shoots, I took it all back. (laughs) Really? Yeah. And um, I went back to Nikon. Um, I think it's... um, the workflow when it came to the raw images, and um I just didn't I just felt I was spending too much time uh, messing around with the images. All I right. had worked with Nikon um raw files for such a long time, and my workflow I had it uh down to a T basically you know it was very quick to work with those files and I love the Fuji system. Um, So that's why I still have an X-T2 Fuji. And I know you do hear about a lot of photographers ditching one system and going to another system. But from my experience, I like shooting on the street with a Fuji. And when I'm doing my studio work, I like using Nikon. So I've got a bit of both. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Um,
0: So it's the workflow was it because the fuji files weren't doing what you wanted them to do or was it just you were so used to the nikons
1: i the workflow for me um was definitely a major part um i'm quite a um systematic person if something works i will very rarely change it um you know and um, a bit of a creature of habit i think the saying is And the Nikon has worked for me for so long um, and I just didn't want to, um, I don't know, uh, change my workflow. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: At that point in my um, career with photography, I didn't have the time to devote learning a completely new system. Um, I was getting quite a lot of work at that time as well. And a lot of it was paid work. Um, So,
0: Were you married at this point?
1: Yes, I've been. What did
0: your wife think of you changing systems and then changing back straight away?
1: Um, to tell you the truth, she she doesn't know anything about cameras. Oh, okay. She's, um, she um, looks at some of the images I take, yep. um, and apart from that, she does a bit of marketing work for me. Um, but when it comes to cameras, she just says to me, "You know, if you like the look of it and it does the job, then uh, you know, just just do it. Do what do what you want." So.
0: Well, I always think there are worse vices that people have than camera gear. You know, if you're going to be addicted to something, it's a pretty good one. With your portraiture, where do you see yourself going with it? What's the next five years like?
1: Okay, so um, I went through a stage and I got into a habit of looking at um, other people's work. And I started to change myself to make my work look like theirs. Um, because um, I think social media played a big part in that. I was looking at images that other people were uploading, and um, they seemed to be getting a lot more, um, you know, likes or right. And I thought, you know, th- this this must be the way to go because everybody prefers this type of image, right? And I sort of fell into a trap of. Changing myself, right? Um, sort
0: of like trend chasing.
1: Yes, right. and um, t- I mean I'm not really a big social media person, but I do like looking at images. I will never really comment or you know that sort of thing. Um, but um, I do like looking at what other people are doing, and um, now I realise that I need to stick to what I started doing, and right. um, so for moving forward. I want to concentrate on what I like and the type of images I like. I um, was speaking to um, one of my uncles who's a very successful businessman and uh, he said to me, um, you know, with anything that you do, um, it's, uh, you might've heard this um, before, but it's like a racehorse. They have the blinders. Yeah. And he said they have the blinders on to keep them in direction and moving straight yeah okay as soon as you take those blinders off and you start looking left and right and that's when you start going off course right if you believe in something you know you just need to um keep doing it yeah. and um that's it and chances are it will bring you some sort of success if not yeah. if it doesn't bring you success it will make you happy um, which is a success in itself yeah, really why do things to um you know to follow a trend, you'd need yeah. to do I'm in photography because I like it, and I need to produce work that I like, you know, so yeah, that's what I want to do um and um, the other thing I really need to start doing is um shooting more natural light uh, right images um so this year, I want to be out and about a bit more um taking portraits outside,
0: nice, so would you be looking to kind of? set up like a studio set up with like a backdrop outside and work as a natural light or is it more shooting the location as well as the person
1: location i do like urban style portraits i, see. Um, I like uh, london as a city yeah i spent a lot of time in london as a child and um, in my teenage years and uh, i really like um, i see a lot of stuff being shot around the barbican i'm not sure if you've been there no, um, I haven't. The Barbican Estate. Um, so it's very urban, building blocks, you know, and uh, concrete city. Right. Um, but I just like the whole vibe. I like. Um, I mean, when I was a teenager, well, not when I was a teenager. Even today, I like um, hip hop, rap music, okay, that sort of vibe, and yep. um, I like that sort of street culture. And um, so that's the type of images I would like. So you today. want to bring that
0: into your into your natural yes, light work. I'd now, like to bring really that
1: cool. into my um portfolio. No,
0: brilliant. Um, I know this has been terribly terrifying for you. Yes. You told me you were quite nervous about doing this. I, I actually really appreciate it. Um when uh when we're sort of putting together people to approach um you put people down that you think will do it. And you put people down that you really want to do it, but they will probably won't do it. And you were in the list of probably wouldn't do it. I didn't oh, think really? <laughs> I didn't think it was something you'd be particularly keen on, but I'm so glad you've come in and done it. It's been so interesting. Um, I want to make sure that people know where they can find all of your work. So what's your Instagram and website and whatnot? Where can they find you?
1: Okay, so it's um, at uh, Pure Photography yep. on Instagram. And um, I do have a website, um, purephotography.com. Yep. So, yep.
0: How are we spelling pure?
1: with two U's there we go
0: <laughs> gotta make sure they can find you you that's don't want right. to send them someone else yeah. um, honestly it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here um, I'm gonna tell everybody that's listening to go right now and look at your work Okay, and follow you.
1: you it's been a pleasure being here and a happy new year I happy hope new it's year. a successful year for you
0: yeah I, hope, I just hope everyone just calms down now and we can all just kind of carry on and pretend that the world isn't going to end every five minutes that would be nice although 2020's gone quite similarly to 2019 um, but thank, thank you year. so much
1: okay thank you